0: everybody. Welcome back to Make It Work Podcast. I'm your host, Tam, with your illustrious other host, Christian Garza. Hi. He looks beautiful on camera. Look at that. I'm going to get on his level next week. I swear. Mm, Hope so. So (laughs) One could only hope. Okay. (laughs) This week, we had something really fun planned. We we're going to talk about trends and all of that. But then we had a tragedy. We suffered a tragedy as in the fashion community. And we're here to discuss that and pay homage to this man's leg- legacy. The great Izzy Miyake. So you want to get into a little bit of his history?
1: Yes. How do we start? Oh, gosh. So okay. in, my, in, I, our re- in my research, like mm-hmm. the, the first thing we found out is just like his devastating, like childhood. And apparently he didn't really talk about his childhood very often, but um his parents were killed in the first bombings in what, World War One?
0: Yes, Hiroshima. Yeah. He's from yes. there. As soon as I yes. Googled and I found that out, I felt like a slight pain in my chest as American. Like, damn. Yeah. Why do we have to do it?
1: They started it.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Still, but it you is cannot all the
1: lives. All the innocent lives. Yes. But yeah.
0: And he didn't mention it until Barack Obama did his apology. That, like, he really? was part of that. Yeah, that's what, at least that's what
1: the oh, internet gosh, did. Not that.
0: He didn't talk about oh, it. Oh, gosh. But he still managed to have a good life and use his creativity. Yeah. You told me that he went to school in Paris.
1: Oh, yeah. So, so he ended up going to school. I wonder what his in-between was, since he didn't really speak on it very much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that in-between, like, who then took care of him and yes how did he end up you know going to school in paris to study couture and like how to do these fabrication which would later come out in like all of his like fashion work and all mm-hmm. the pleating. and i like his techniques that he was always looking for futuristic like techniques yes. or new processes but always combining it with like legacy things so like never losing that craftsmanship so yeah he goes to school in paris and what was it he interned or practiced under Guy LaRoche.
0: Yes, he worked for Hubert DuVanchi. Yes. He was doing a yes. bunch of fashion sketches it said 50 to 100 a day. So it's a little sweatshop
1: That's great. He's very productive. <laughs> he must have that's... been a Capricorn. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, because <laughs> I've seen you do your sketches and it doesn't look like something that you're just shipping out all day long, like data entry.
1: <laughs> it does take, yeah, it's like, you know, and then coming up with the ideas, it's just like whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, so he he's also very went to
0: school Yeah, he also went to school for graphic design, I believe, in his home country, Japan. So that's probably how he got, you know, the technical skill for this. Like you mentioned, though, he was always up on the new technology, and I really love that about his brand. I think that's what drew me to it. He reminds me a lot of, or I guess she reminds me of him, Iris Van Harpen, how she uses technology to create all of her, like, whimsical shapes and patterns and stuff. Uh, Issy is most popular for his Please Please line
1: like, you know, all these like what Shein and H&M and all these who are like mass producing them now, but, Mm -hmm. you know, like where they came from. And I wonder if all these like Insta thoughts know, like the actual creator of these like garments. (laughs) I don't think so.
0: And also he had, um, I guess the prevalence was like initially in the 80s when it first came out and it was this new cool thing. Towards the 90s, as a 90s child, I remember that being adopted, the pleats thing, for work wear. And it was like my grandma and her coworkers had all these, like, skinny pleated, slinky pants and shirts that matched. <laughs> and I know they and were- I guess it like- was
1: like- I'm sure that was, like, the precursor. Do you remember those, like, early 2000s trend, which I hope don't come back? But it was, like, clothes that were super small, but of course, they were, like- <gasps> Yes! They- what, I don't know what those were called. I'd look they're like that.
0: scrunch they're like scrunchy shirts worn by Xenon of the twenty first century. I would have yes. like the pink ombre, the purple ombre.
1: <laughs> and you can like buy them at like Walgreens. It's like this random ball of fabric. Anyway.
0: And it's a tube top, it's a skirt.
1: <laughs> yes, what is it? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's hilarious. I definitely think that his style, like, made way for that to be
1: Popular. Like, I see a bunch of people on my, like, feed. I guess at the time it was, like, futuristic. But now it just seems so, like, effortless because it, you know, especially, like, in fashion, whenever they're trying to sell things to, like, stores or convince the clientele that it is, you know, it fits everybody. You know, it looks great on everybody. No, it doesn't. This corset Uh is not going to fit my size 14 body. But anyway, so these pleats are great it actually like contours you know it just like fits mm-hmm. it's flattering
0: yes and it can be worn in a variety of ways so if you bought like the please please dress with that little bit of a high neck and those like cap sleeve kind of you could put a belt on that and maybe wear it to work you could sort of maybe hike it up a little bit and wear it out with some high heels uh it's a lot a variety in that where you could wear them especially because they're expensive so you're going to get the bank for your buck and then like you say it also will look flattering on a variety of body types unlike most of the things that are put out so like if you're a girl that has like a bigger bust or whatever it'll still look just as cute on you and like the pleats won't go from tiny to ginormous it'll still look (laughs) appropriate
1: (laughs) yes and i just imagine you know like obviously like whenever they first were produced those same Yeah, it's it's, it's consistent, so it's like a classic. So that is in fashion right now, consistently, you know?
0: And after he like the news came out of his passing, maybe I am a morbid, you know, capitalist, but I immediately went to ebay and I wanted to see what the stuff was going for because I buy like old fashioned because of what we talked about in the other episode, how I met your father, about how we met at Finham. <laughs> I'm always online like looking for oh, I think this is gonna be like on trends, I'm gonna buy this designer outfit that's like cheap right now. Uh, I scored some goatee right before it came back in fashion. I felt really good about that. So the morning that, you know, the news was about Issy, I'm like, let me go see what's going on. Please Please has very consistent across the years and across its iterations. Like it has been produced by this company. You know, sometimes designers have special collaborations with stores like Nino Markets, whatever. His quality and the designs are very, very consistent. I like that. So if you have something or if you like your grandma, or your mom has something, you hold on to it, you can wear it right now. It'll still look cute. He kept that integrity. Yes.
1: And like, I've been watching like pleat- these pleated pants, but I'm just waiting to, like, you know, this bright size and then I will get some.
0: <laughs> skinny legend, cropping a very skinny, you know, model. Yes. <laughs> yes. Some of the celebrities that have been famed for wearing his stuff out. This is very uh, relaxed, kind of cool. Vibe, hipstery, fashion.
1: Yeah, I imagine. I don't know. I recall seeing any of it. Like, would see it and on like a red carpet. You know. Yeah,
0: I have mostly seen it like off-duty style with celebrities.
1: Yes, they're out, yeah. and it's
0: like, oh, I want those pants, Afternoon. and you're like, six hundred dollars. Like, oof, okay, maybe, maybe I gotta buy the sheen. Uh, who do you think will take over the brand or, you know, do you think this will be one of those that kind of go by the wayside because he was the
1: brains behind it? I liked how he was consistently like working, like within his company. It was just like, everybody was collaborating, you know, collaborators. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think he stepped away for some time from like actual design. And then, um, you know, somebody stepped up that worked closely with him. And so I just imagine, you know, it's probably like what happened at like McLean. You know, Sarah Burton was like his right hand person, and they just kind of like filled filled in that role after it was needed.
0: I think it works out better that way when it's someone that has worked directly under the designer and that's been at the company because they, I feel like sometimes when the designers take over a big house or something that's like very well known for a particular style, they feel the pressure of trying to make it their own and put their imprint on it instead of just carrying it on, you know, continuing greatness. Uh, yes. so yes, yeah, Sarah Burton, it was, if you're like a fashion person, of course you could tell, but for the mass market and the average consumer, it wouldn't be that much of a distance between like what Alexander McQueen was putting out, producing himself from what she was putting out. We can only hope that there's somebody over here in the Issey Miyake camp that can do the same thing. Cause we don't want to damage the brand integrity by you trying to right. make a name for yourself. Everybody knows about like the infonious, I believe that's how you say that infonious, uh, Tech Bro outfit. Steve Jobs is like the creator of this style. I'm not gonna care about my look, you know, because I'm all about my brain, my thoughts, my creations. I'm wearing this uniform type of thing. I'm gonna streamline my life. But the outfit was designed by the great Miyake What do you so mean? So? That turtleneck thing that he was wearing every day, that's the Issy oh, design. Yes. Mm-hmm. So while people are out there's a lot of propaganda online. There's a lot of slander. Oh, you people want to spend all your money on clothes and this and that designer, but the rich people, the billionaires, Steve Jobs. <laughs> all right, Mark Zuckerberg, they don't do that. They wear the same outfit every day. Uh, his outfit was also designer just because it was plain. And it was boring. Yes. It does not mean that there was not was integrity. Well yes, well made. And you know, he had yes. a lot of them.
1: what else? I think that what he did that is probably because it took away you know another decision that they had to make in the morning
0: yes i definitely you know, know that. So i love a-, a uniform Yeah, for work yes i grew up going to private school so i'm used to it the conformity and i feel like for situations that demand uh, assimilation and conformity most of the time work especially office situations just assign me an outfit stop pretending like business casual is a real thing and making me buy these substitute teacher ass clothes and just like, give me a polo shirt with your logo on it and I'll come. I'll wear that. The like idea of freedom that you're giving, letting me pick my uncle. Own- it's not really, you want me to wear a cardigan. You want me to wear slacks. Stop trying to make it go. Well, also like,
1: yeah. And so it's like one less thing to deal with. And it, you know, we're constantly, I was telling this to one of my friends recently. It's just like, he has like a hard time, um, making decisions because you know, like we have decision fatigue. It's just mm-hmm. like, we're constantly having to make so many decisions about everything. So anyway, that's it's it on uniforms.
0: <laughs> and apparently Steve Jobs reached out to Issy personally and said, oh, I found this black turtleneck that I like that you made. I want to commission about 100 of them, you know, just so I never no, So out. it
1: was it was officially like an Issey Miyake like turtleneck.
0: Yes. Oh, really? So that's great. <laughs> Apple's first brand collaboration. <laughs> And now I kind of, I don't know if this will open up more. It's on topic, but off topic, Skims with Kim Kardashian recently uh, launched a collaboration with Beats by Dre. So they're going to have like flesh toned headphones and stuff. I feel like maybe Izzy missed his bag with Apple. He could have designed something over there, or maybe he did. We just don't
1: know. I uh, remember seeing the post about it, like on Women's Wear, but I didn't see any pictures. Did they release any of the Kim? yes they did collaboration oh yeah were they cute we'll, or we'll, are they just beats we'll with neutral they're shades just, yes
0: they're beats in neutral shades and oh, okay. again i don't know if i like the lack of integrity here because i feel like this is a kanye yeezy leftover that is being branded as scam <laughs> <sighs> Because yes. we have like three years of him putting out only nude tones and neutrals and the whole family was wearing it and all that. And it's like, she's taking that man's up as if it's her own. When well, that's the Yeezy DNA. I don't know. Maybe I think too deeply into things.
1: I mean, she didn't really didn't have great like style before he met her. Mm-mm. So
0: All Herve dresses and bright colored Louboutins.
1: Oh, yes. God. <laughs> oh, and belts, needless belts, overdresses <laughs> or things.
0: And <laughs> blazers and leggings.
1: Yes. That was a weird time in fashion.
0: <laughs> uh, um, someone recently was posting a bunch of, oh, it was Ashley Tisdale. She was posting all her outfits and it was crazy. Like, people used to wear dresses with jeans and yes. workwear oh to the club. I don't like it.
1: <laughs> I guess oh, that's something else we could talk about. It's just like, I don't know. Well, do you go out in L.A. or like where you live?
0: Yeah, yeah, I go out. Mm-hmm. Mostly in LA. Do y'all so like going out? The, do y'all yeah, dress going out the I do. I try my best. Uh, yeah. But let's be truthful. I feel like LA is more about the scene and about the look. So you're going out mm. to dress cute in the event that you will see somebody, like a celebrity or just other friends that are also dressed cute. But then in the suburbs, is people are just going out to like have a good time. <laughs> yeah. And get drunk. So I see girls wearing like wedges and shit. To the club and i don't approve of that sandals to the club that's oh, a no for me also Mm-mm. don't like it
1: the movie was because when i started going out it was whenever i was living out in la and we would go out mm-hmm. all the time and you know because like that's what i saw i was like okay so like going out is like a whole production like you want to look yes. nice and you have a whole cute outfit and then i came back to dallas and you know people are wearing their like button not button downs like their well, button-down flannels and like their random t-shirts, mm-hmm. their cargo shorts with their flip-flops, and you know, especially like after COVID, and like if I'm gonna go oh, out, yeah. it's gonna be a production because like, um,
0: we what's the point of always seeing it?
1: Like, yes. So I was like, you have to serve a look. I feel like, what's mm-hmm. the point otherwise?
0: Mm-hmm. You could yes. just stay home. Otherwise,
1: I could have just stayed at home. <gasps> yes,
0: <laughs> but these people. And, you know, I don't want to judge them because alcoholism and drug use and all that is real, but it's the difference between the people that are going out to be seen and the people that are going out to get fucked up. And I can tell (laughs) (laughs) you got those sandals on, you got, like you said, cargo shorts. Mm -mm. Are you going camping? (laughs) (laughs) You got extra beers in those pockets what's going
1: on uh, travesty
0: in texas do you see like cowboy chic out in the clubs
1: i don't know if it's chic but i see cowboy
0: were <laughs> <laughs> they calling but, it no, the yeah. agenda
1: is it well like they, we have a a gay club here and it's mm-hmm. um i guess it's western themed and so it's, it's called roundup and it's a lot of fun up until a, po- uh, a certain time i think it's like 11 or something they play like country music people are out there like two stepping and then you wait for like the-, the time to change and then it gets like club music you know dancing
0: okay. but um i don't know i feel like farmers have money so i guess like i might fuck like with a little two step a little line dance you the right man do they though <laughs>
1: I thought crops were, like, low this year, and and that shows in their outfits.
0: I'm not keeping up with the price. I'm not keeping up with the price of grain.
1: (laughs) It's Texas. I I don't know why I know this. It's like, apparently the crop was bad or something. And there'll be another, like, 13 months of winter. I don't know.
0: You're getting all that on the ground news (laughs) yes
1: what is that you know like farmer's almanac it's like people yeah i don't know people follow that right yes they do and they call me crazy because i like the zodiac
0: (laughs) 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 well also the whole farm thing is why we have daylight savings time it's like to help them with their Mm -mm. job has nothing to do with us regular working people it's for the farm people yeah
1: it's just to confuse (laughs) us every twice a year Yeah, it makes no sense.
0: Yes. Also, though, speaking of Mm -hmm. like fashion in Texas and all of that, maybe it's the oil money out there, but you guys all of a sudden got a bunch of like the major fashion houses to open flagships there.
1: Oh, like who recently?
0: Like, no, but I mean, like in the past eight, ten years, you've gotten all the big people. Of course, the market started down there, but then you got like a Mm -hmm, mm Louboutin store. You got Chanel. You guys have all the stuff now.
1: Well, so there's a lot of, like, oil money. Especially, like, in mm. Houston, there's, like, a lot of money. And Big hurricanes. rich Texas. Yes. Apparently, those people didn't really have a lot of money.
0: Mm. Oh, that were only the It's debatable. I'm poor. Who am I?
1: It's relative. Who am I to say, whether or not they had a lot of money?
0: So... me sitting Texas at home,
1: have... eating Chicken McNuggets, and judging them. Oh, you only have $5 million? What a... <laughs> What a peasant. She's not as
0: rich as she's not as rich as she said she was.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, I saw saw them driving the same Bentley that they had on the show. They don't really got no money. hmm <laughs> So do you guys have in L.A.? We have a whole bunch of hipsters. So I've seen like Issy Miyaki stuff out on the street on people who, yeah, maybe don't look like they got a lot of money. Downtown L.A. walking an unusually large dog. Do you guys have hipsters out in Texas that might be wearing the, the brand?
1: Oh, dear. I think they, we do. It's probably like a different type of hipster. These are Mm -hmm. like the hipsters that are like Instagram, like trendy. It's like the hipsters that are dirty and wearing thrift store clothes, which I'm Uh... all for thrifting, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: they look like they were thrifted.
0: No, I, I get what you mean. These are like tattooed, smoking, old cowboy hat wearing hipsters.
1: Yes, who haven't washed okay. their hair in a while. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, you got a Venice Beach variety of hipster out there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where it's like the West Hollywood hipsters, they got money. They're wearing the designer. They're going oh, to yeah. trendy restaurants. Do we know anything about Issey Miyake's uh, personal life? Gay, straight.
1: Children. I don't know and the thing that the last like documentary that I little wa- I watched it didn't address it at all. Hey, he was repressed. I'll yeah. we'll have to look <laughs> it up. I don't know.
0: It does seem a little little bit of repression. That's what makes me lean towards gay. I don't want to judge and I don't want to out anyone, but I feel like he's from that time where you didn't talk about it if you weren't traditional, right? Especially given his culture yeah. being Japanese, so it's like mm, I'm doing something that at large people don't approve of, so I'm going to just keep it to myself. I'm not going to talk about it. We're not going to live in the culture, because I
1: guess, oh, right. Cause he was at Jeffrey bean.
0: Yeah. So it's like you were out for on a brief time in the places, so you know, yeah. no men, no women. I don't trust that. I don't care who you have sex That's with, been you hard have sex with someone.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> age appropriate,
0: age appropriate consenting.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: But it's got to be somebody if you're not letting off that with anybody I don't trust you I feel like you got some type of killer energy oh for sure somebody's gotta like you
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's really the title somebody's gotta like you I hope so
0: if not I don't want you around me with that weirdness you might shoot the place up
1: oh I hope not (laughs)
0: That's where those people come from, you know, the incels.
1: Well, yeah, it's all that, like, religion. Yeah, it's like having to fit into that mold and
0: mm-hmm. being
1: repressed. Anyway, that's a tangent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't say this person's name Yoshiyuki Miyamame, appointed head designer of the women's collection in 2012.
1: Mm-hmm. There was also that one that he did a collaboration. With that artist Murakami, was it the one? she the one with the dots? So the contribution would be his uh, line of perfumes.
0: Low Should, do you isi? want to attempt to say? It? Yeah, oh, that's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guess. Lo, Daisy. Apparently, Low. this is what was mm-hmm. making all the money in the '90s. The brands you had to have mm-hmm. a perfume out, like the great Elizabeth Taylor and Paris Hilton to follow. Um. <laughs> Because you can keep clothes forever, but that perfume is going to run out and you're going to need to buy more.
1: Yes. Well, and also, you know, like everybody moves into perfume because it's accessible luxury. Yeah.
0: You know, so like
1: you might not be able to afford that, you know, Louis Vuitton bag, but you can at least afford the perfume. And then it gives them a sense, you know, of that luxury, mm-hmm. that like the entry drug into like, you know, feeling like they belong into that like life.
0: That makes sense because I follow this yeah. man on TikTok and his whole spiel is he buys the cheapest thing on these luxury de- designer sites. And it could be anything from like a pencil to a pair of flip flops to, yeah,
1: perfume. Somebody sent me a TikTok. I think we'll have to find it and I'll, we'll superimpose it on top of us, but, um, about somebody else who buys like the cheapest thing at the a designer stores and then they recreate a bag using their, um shopping I've seen bag. that. So like, i've seen that yes that's so cool and like they look like legitimate bags
0: i saw a girl doing it with like the louis vuitton when they have the orange bags and yes. it was she was simply putting them inside like a little plastic bag covering and doing the holes and putting like a metal chain through it and the girls were buying them she that's had a whole I saw.
1: <laughs> yes that's great like, super cheap
0: super cheap to produce um Yes, to produce. I am wondering if because of, you know, the passing of Issy, if there will be a resurgence in the popularity with celebrities and stuff pulling pieces and wearing them out. Um, And then, of course, you know, Fast Fashion takes its cues from that. And are they going to start bootlegging? And will we get like a whole bunch of pleats for fall?
1: I don't know. I'm sure it'll be more saturated. But right now, I feel like pleats are pretty everywhere, right? Like those pants, like... Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. people have them. Yeah. Those like
0: accordion pants.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: You know what is another thing that if he did that's popular right now, he had on top of the pleats, of course, like these juxtaposition kind of collage looking prints of statues. On the clothes, and we can for sure put a picture in, but I feel like that's very, very on trend now. All of these girls are wearing these digitally printed outfits that have, like, a statue or a picture of something else on top of them. And most of the time, it's, like, given the illusion of a naked body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is the first person I remember seeing do that.
1: Oh. One well, other thing we could talk about is, like, his um, fashion and- shows and how, like in all of them, it wasn't like a model straightforward, just like walking the runway instead, it was like them bouncing around because a lot of the stuff had pleats, he wanted them to see Mm -hmm. the movement and, you know, like they're demonstrating like the cut and like the shape that the actual garment was taken. Um, And I remember it was like a big thing that, you know, the pleating was a big process, but he also loved to use like one single piece Yes. I forgot what it was called. It was like poc, p o c, or something. It's like piece of cloth, I think. And um, so yeah, so like using one piece of cloth that had the pleating, so then it would still contour to the body. So I kind of like related that to like you know the bias cut. You can mm-hmm. like make a whole like one dress with one seam, just using the bias. He
0: got this idea from Madeline Vionnet. She was famous for using a single piece bias? of cloth. Yes, uh, she was famous for yes. that, and he like was very inspired. he took that and I think that's probably what helped him inspire the pleats thing too because you can make uh, the fabric and do more with shapes and different things like that with the single piece. Yes, also good for the environment. Although
1: a lot of his a lot of his uh, clothing was made out of what polyester mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is like oil. Not so, very biodegradable. Let's get some silk in there. Yes.
0: You know, but again, all black people, they love polyester. My grandma calls them the two twins. And she has all these outfits that are wrinkle-proof, fire-proof, this, that. And <laughs> she loves them. Yeah. He was part of that time. Uh, probably holds the pleats a lot better, too. He's calling it the fabric memory, when really it was just, they were bent and pressed into the kitchen. Were...
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> On <laughs> mm-hmm. these oil fabrics. No. Anyway, yeah, they sh- maybe that's the next thing that, that the brand could like introduce, especially because it's sustainability. I guess mm-hmm. if you're actually buying the brands, you know, the Miyaki brand pleated pants, then you're probably not buying them like you are a Shein pant. No. Is it Shein or Shan? Shein? Sh-
0: who? Yes. who knows?
1: The cheap clothes. Who knows? Place. Who cares? They're just like. Yeah. Yes,
0: You're everybody's like outfits for you
1: know, ninety nine ninety nine, right? And then everywhere, like people are coming up, and it's like, oh, I got this clothes from Shein or Shein. It's like, okay, well, congratulations, you spent very little, and it'll be in the trash can like next week. Yeah, um, I feel like they I took think... it to another level. Yes, with like mass producing garments, like making trends even faster, and like they go to the wayside even quicker and just, yeah, things are really disposable.
0: Yeah, I read a whole article about it, how they're calling it one-time wear clothing. And it's literally the premise is, so you wear this out or, you know, you wear and take pictures of yourself to post on social media or, you know, for an event. And then you get rid of it because they're saying our culture has advanced in a way that we don't really want to wear the same clothes and we don't want to. It's like we're creating the characters all the time. So this week we're a flower child and we're wearing like our Coachella hippie outfits, and next week we'll be on our motorcycle wear trend, and it'll keep going That's like that. Whereas before people is used that to part build wardrobe, like marketing. I don't think it's part of their marketing, but they're definitely tapped yeah. into that DNA of like social media culture yes. and how the yeah. idea of having a wardrobe is not cool anymore. Like having staple pieces and all that is not. No, mm-hmm. people want that new crop top. <laughs>
1: That's awful. I guess just because I follow a lot of, a lot of minimalists who have like Mm -hmm. the same garments or similar like looking things and they just consistently wear the same thing. But yeah, it's just like people, I don't know, it shouldn't be disposable. They're saying
0: they're blaming like influencer culture, but I feel like it's beyond that.
1: Well, like they're the company and it's working out in their benefit that people, Mm -hmm. you know, It's like the cycle. It's just like they're excited. They want people to believe that things should be one time use because they want Mm -hmm. people to purchase their clothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's awful. I guess that's what we can talk about next week, sustainability.
0: Yes, sustainability in fashion and how as we move faster with technology, how it becomes maybe less of a priority and like Mm -hmm. how social media and influencer culture and the idea of your online persona plays a part in that too because I feel like for years just working in the office I wore the same sweater every single day I left it on my chair in the office like I don't care what you people I see you all the time but out outside of that no way like I'm wearing a different outfit every single time I go out I'm like very conscious of what my husband has already seen like oh we already went on the date wearing this I'm gonna wear something else <laughs> it's like that's not normal <laughs> there were times where people like bought a silk dress and that was their dress for the season you know and they wore it all the time
1: also so like actually I opened up a Depop. And I sold my first okay. garment this week, which is really exciting. Put your and, depop in. We're um, going to put the
0: link to his depop, go buy something. Oh, yeah,
1: buy all my things. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was exciting because there was this piece that I really loved. I saw it at a thrift store, but it wasn't my size, but I really loved it. And I couldn't find somebody to, like, gift it to. And I was like, well, I'll just sell it anyway. I sold it to this person who I'm sure they'll appreciate it, but there's already so much clothing out there. So like, we don't need Mm -hmm. to like, if it's going, if you're going to like cycle through your clothing and purchase new things constantly, why not try a thrift store instead?
0: Yes. Care about the environment in our situation. Mm -hmm. You see how hot it is this summer? This is not normal. And it's because we're ruining the planet and earth with our shenanigans and our
1: games. And then, you know, so like all the fashion houses, they're like going... A furless because you know, like mm-hmm. the killing and the cruelty and everything, but really, like, there's enough fur already, like, on the you know, secondhand markets. Yes, like, they could just repurpose that. Like, mm-hmm. we don't need to be killing animals.
0: Yes, I agree. And then in the future, just coming up with less harmful ways to make fabric, like, just because it's a cheap way, or you can do it out of these chemicals and you can keep a larger profit. If it's not best for like the workers, first of all, that have to handle this stuff. And then the end use, like, you can't disintegrate in a bio landfill or whatever. Stop making it! Yes. You know, as a consumer, I shouldn't have to worry about all those extra steps. That's your job, yes. producing it. I just want to have fun, look cute.
1: But they just care about the bottom line, you know, so.
0: Yeah, we have to start respecting our planet because it's not going to matter if you're the most well-dressed bitch the day that the world ends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, that's so good. <laughs> I feel like, you know, especially, like, In the fashion world, he's like a staple, but Mm -hmm. to the larger, you know, people who are like care less about like the designers, most people don't know about like the pleating and his contribution to design and the processes of like fashion design. So maybe it'd be nice if all these people who are on Instagram rocking their Zara pleated pants, if they knew where they were from.
0: Yes. Pay respect yes. to the creative minds, you know, that bring this stuff. They're like architects for our day-to-day lives. So just because you can yes. get it cheaply doesn't mean that you should not respect where it came from. Google Issy Miyake, look at his clothes, watch this episode, watch an old-fashioned show. They're very entertaining. Like he said, the models are dancing around, bouncing, having fun, wearing flying saucer-looking outfits. It's very cool. Like,
1: oh. subscribe, leave a review, share with your mother. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, yeah. So, and also don't forget to email us your questions. If you have any, our email is in the description and uh, continue the dialogue.
0: Yeah. And follow us on TikTok. We're going to talk about fashion stuff on TikTok. I'm going to post some Issy Miyake, like some of my favorite looks this week. So be on the lookout for that.
1: Yes. And she is going to be dancing to the new (laughs) Megan Thee Stallion song. I'm just kidding. She will not be.
0: I can't dance, so y'all don't want to see that. All right, let's keep it. Yeah. Let's keep it respectful. Let's keep our pride.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, I feel like I'm really long and lanky, so that whenever I dance, I look like one of those car dealership, like, (laughs) noodles. Me too. And it's
0: like very unsexy and awkward.
1: Yes, so we're not dancing. But Mm -mm. follow us anyway.
0: Follow us anyways. It'll be a good good time. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Bye.